Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. Well, welcome back, geek freaks, for our 51st episode titled Ring as Nicely as 50, but titled Role Playing Games, the video game kind. Uh, I am TC. Joined as always by JJ. What up? And Toy Story. What up? That was, I said it first. That's usually my thing. <laughs> guys, these guys, these chemical heads. Um, we'll be getting to our main topic of RPGs in a little bit, but first we're going to, as usual, start it off with the Geek Beak. Mr. Toy Story, would you like to take it away? Lots of news. This is the most points we've had in a while, I think. <laughs> My goodness, we just kept adding. I think we cut out um, last week because uh, because we were in the 50th episode. Yeah, we had so much <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. All right, so the biggest thing this week, it's crazy. So, I mean, this was obviously probably expected, but Disney's delaying all their movies, the Marvel movies again. So new release dates for Black Widow, it's going to be May 7th, 2021. Shang-Chi is going to be July 9th, 2021. And Eternals is going to be November 5th, 2021. This is interesting because originally Eternals was supposed to come out before Shang-Chi. Mm. So they actually switched the order there. That's interesting. But I know everybody was, there was rumors that Black Widow was going to go to Disney+. Plus. What I think happened is they saw that Mulan didn't do as well as they would have liked, and they were like, okay, we can't do that, so we got to wait. <laughs> that's a bad litmus test if that's what they did, though. Yeah. Because the difference between Mulan and Black Widow is huge in my eyes. I really yeah. like, I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of people who bought it. The problem with that also was everybody heard just like, yeah, it's also just going to be on the app in three months. It was just like, then why am I gonna buy it? Exactly. <laughs> no like point. Thirty dollars. What was it? Thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty bucks. Cool. I'll just wait three months. Yeah. I mean, like, I think if they do, if they would would have gone that route with Black Widow, it's just like, cool. It's gonna be on here in a year. Otherwise, I mean, you can't say like in three months it's just gonna. Yeah. Be Everybody would have paid for it. I think. Yeah. Anybody I, who says they wouldn't is lying. So, so, like, I'd like to see these in the movie theater though. So. Yeah. So what's this gonna happen? What's gonna happen now with the shows? Because don't 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 the Disney Plus shows coincide with the movies? Yeah, well that's something else that happened this week. So the WandaVision trailer oh. came out. So very good segue, Mr. JJ. Sorry about that. No, it's perfect. <laughs> so WandaVision trailer came out. No release date yet though. It just says coming soon. So, so I think it it didn't just say coming soon. It said coming twenty twenty. Did it? Okay, I didn't know that. So I think we're expecting it sometime in December from what I'm hearing. So is it correct that um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first? I believe so. That's what, that's what I thought was supposed to. So I think that was supposed to come out in November. Yeah. That, I believe, has been pushed to 2021, and that's also still shooting. Like they're still doing reshoots because yeah. we recently had pictures of like Sharon Carter, new stuff of Winter Soldier, and somebody saw a shot of the guy from uh, Captain America Winter Soldier movie, the Bat Rock guy, um, John St. Pierre, the UFC guy. Someone saw him. So he's back as that same character. So it seems like they're not done with that yet. This it's this is just a it's a mess. It's hard. It's hard with MCU because of the whole order thing. The order matters so much. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I think 
you know, from from their point of view, they're like, listen, whatever, we'll we'll just hold these. Like, yeah. I wouldn't rush them out if I were them. I was like, yeah, I, know. I know you have a Big lot of losses here. Yeah. You would be taking even bigger loss if you release them. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to play with like you know, I mean, this is like gold. You don't want to like, just like flush it down the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's upset. So, so what, 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 what are your thoughts on why the Eternals was pushed further back? I don't know why they switched those around. That's weird. Re reshoots, maybe, maybe something they didn't like. Maybe I don't know. It could be that they put something in Shang Chi that. So I think Eternal. I was gonna say that might be something in Shang Chi that relates to Eternals, but I think Eternals is gonna be kind of off on its own world. I'm actually really excited for all these change yeah. probably the most yeah because i freaking love the mandarin and i was so upset when like that fake mandarin was in like iron man 2 <laughs> i was like because i loved like the mandarin character and like that 90s iron man cartoon cartoon i was like this guy's awesome and then it's just like wait what i was like <laughs> so he's not really the guy with the 10 rings that are like magical <laughs> that's but, funny um, the Eternals seems cool. I mean, the cast for Eternals is just amazing. I am really can't wait to see. Like, this is going to be – I feel like it's going to kind of come out like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, nobody's really knows what to expect at this point, and I think it's just going to rock it, in my opinion. And listen, it's just – I think those are really the ones that do the best for them is, like, the low expectations. Really, nobody knows what's going on. I mean, just think about Ant-Man. Ant-Man was just like, all right, whatever. Ant-Man – I loved that movie when I saw I it. I think it might be one of the best MCU movies. Like, it, yeah. probably maybe like, – I don't know if I'd say top five, but top ten for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think because it pleasantly surprised a lot of people, too, because of those expectations. Oh, yeah. They also got the right people for it. I mean, Paul Rudd is fantastic in that role. Yeah. You know, it all depends on the person and the storyline. Listen, I have to give them a ton of credit. I, I think there's been one or two castings at most, which I've been like, eh. But otherwise, like, they've knocked all of them out of the park. I mean, at, like, especially, like, the heavy hitters. I mean, they're all perfection. I mean, Iron Man, Black Widow, mm -hmm. um, even Nick Fury, uh, Captain America. So Captain America, I was, like, totally against the beginning. I was like, freaking the, really? <laughs> the guy who was uh, Johnny Storm, because he was Johnny Storm. Yeah, like that. I saw him as like a wisecracking smartass. I was like, he can't be Captain America, and he crushed it. I mean, even Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he's perfect as Thor. I mean, you know, I, I don't like uh, Captain Marvel, but everyone else is. <laughs> Let's not go up that tree. <laughs> but we're not right. gonna sing the song again. What else we doing? What else we got? Uh, who wants to talk about Supergirl? Because I don't. <laughs> I was. I, I just saw this last night. You know, I was a little disappointed that it's 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 been canceled as of season six. So that's what was on for six seasons. It's not. It wasn't. So it started actually on CBS, the first season. Yes, that's right. So it wasn't actually canceled, really. So what happened? So what I heard was the Melissa Benoit, or I'm, I'm probably butchering her name. Her contract ended after season six and she's decided not to sign <laughs> on again. So that'll do it. That's why the show is, I guess, just ending at this point. Listen, I, in the beginning I was watching it. I probably stopped watching last year. So I felt like they were doing like, and again, like I know like the world we live in and everything, it's like, you know, there's a, a real push for, you know, inclusion and, and stuff like that. But it seemed like they were doing everything. So, 
you know, statically. It was nothing was like organic. The changes weren't happening. They were just like throwing stuff at you and sit to see what hit the wall. And I was just like, they made such major drastic changes to like the show. I mean, from when it was on CBS and even more so like after a few seasons on CW. And I was just like, I just don't care for this anymore. It's just not good. I hear you. You know, it is what it is. I um, I just kind of stopped watching everything on that show. Yeah, um, so have I. Anyway, I mean, I was holding on. I still don't think I finished um, Flash, and I don't know if I'm going to go back. Flash was really my favorite one. The first few seasons were great. I mean, even Green Arrow, the first one to three seasons were really good, actually. And then, you know, that, you know, with that stuff, too, it's it, it gets old after a while. It's tough. Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. So, so a little news in uh, the DC world. If we haven't talked about DC enough this month, or DC actually, because Supergirl's DC. Yeah, well, in the DC universe, like the the movie universe. So Zack Snyder is going to be bringing back some of the main cast of Justice League for reshoots this October, specifically Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Ray Fisher. So they're going to be doing reshoots for scenes that he, new scenes that he wants to add to the Snyder cut. But not Ezra Miller. No. no. So what happened with with uh, with Cavell? Like, I thought he was just so against, like, done with Superman and everything else. I never said that. No. It was them that were. So this all started because they were they didn't want to pay him or pay him properly to make that cameo in Shazam. And that's why they didn't should they use the yeah, guy so, so, yeah so they he refused to do it for i think they wanted him to do it for free or for like next to nothing and he's like no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and they've been like mad at him this whole time apparently this was all on their side and he was the one who came out a while like you know a couple months after that is like i'm not hanging up the cape yet so i mean it was just very weird that whole situation Mm-hmm. Well, very exciting regardless because I'd like to see more. You know, I can't wait to but see. He, has, he also hasn't confirmed that he's going to come back as Superman yet for like future movies. This is just a rumor. Really existing movie, so, it's yeah. so I guess it doesn't count. But. Well, the, the rumor was that he signed on for three more movies, yeah, possibly six. That's insane. Yeah. So this is like Robert Downey like contract almost. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm excited for this. I've been wanting to see this for a while. Yep, me too. I mean, you're watch it anyway. Yeah, again, it's just like, it, it happened. It's over already. Like, I don't know why we have to go back and dwell on this. I mean, yeah. if they're going to change it so drastically where it's just like this is going to lead it. I mean, they're definitely taking steps in the right direction. I think this whole Flash movie could fix – if they do it right, they could fix the entirety of, like, the DC movie universe. Yeah. And, again, if they do it right because, you know, I'm not going to – you know, I'm not ready to – you know, completely say, you know, they know what they're doing. Because even when we were watching that, um, the DC fandom thing, you know, those guys were talking about, oh, we think it's fine to have, you know, multiple Batman and multiple characters and multiple universe, even movie ones. I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not okay. Like TV, like they should have all the characters should be on TV. I'm fine with that. But the movie stuff, like having like three Batman, like, why are there three Batman movies out of there? Because people will just go see that's this kind of stuff that's gonna ruin superhero movies. When you go, it's just like like wait, there's three Batman movies coming out. It's like so wait, this guy's playing Batman in this movie, and this like what the hell? That's is gonna that? turn away the casuals. That's that's yep. one. That's yep. what's gonna ruin. 
because you know you have all these people like oh these marvel movies everybody knows each other they're all in the same movie it's like the italian guy hey yo these guys are all in the same movie, you know? hey hey yeah spider-man i'm italian so that's not racist <laughs> got it nice all right moving on moving on Moving on, so HBO Max has ordered a Peacemaker show starring John Cena with some of the episodes set to be written and directed by James Gunn. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I, so when I heard about this, I think uh, I think Hudson actually posted this. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoever's at HBO must have gotten a look at his you know scene work early, and I was like, well, they must be really liking it. So. I guess I've seen John Cena in a few things, mostly comedies. He's he's hysterical. He, well. he is funny on a comedy level. Like, I, thankfully, he's he he's doing it like comical because I don't think I could see him in like a serious like the serious stuff I've seen him in. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm chasing down the bad guy yeah. kind of thing. The comedies are hysterical. Though. I forget yeah, what movie it is. He played he played like an overprotective dad in one of them of like a college girl, and he's yeah. like a big buff guy. He wears a fanny pack. It's so funny. I mean. They, they've done so well with like a lot of these characters. I mean, like Dave Batista does, yeah. I mean, like The Rock's in a whole nother category in his own. But like when they have like these big muscle guys come yeah. in, do the stuff, it's actually pretty funny. And especially when they come at it from like a comical viewpoint. Yeah. Like I love that stuff. So I think I, I'll actually be willing to check that out. Cool. Nice. What else we got? All right. Here. So this Kickstarter that called Berserker by Keanu Reeves, Matt Kent, and Ron Gordon. Get started, yeah. So I checked it, yeah. So it's a it's a comic Kickstarter, yeah. Um, so I checked this the other day, and I think it was at eight hundred thousand. I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> then I checked it today, and it's over a million. So it's two thousand one hundred and forty five percent. And this is probably even still ridiculous. We're recording this four days before this episode's coming out. Two 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 thousand one hundred forty five percent over their fifty thousand dollar target now it's I, at a million one hundred thousand right now <laughs> yeah i think they knew that it was always going to be this high because the um what are those those unlocked things like the the goals where the reach goals or whatever they're called jj you, you know what those are called you're all over kickstarter yeah the, right? the tears yeah so there's one that's $1.1 million and there's like still one more left. So it's probably like $1.5 million. Oh so I think they were always expecting it to raise like this much money. But So I'm, I'm just looking at it right now. It's interesting. Did you guys back this at all? No. <laughs> the, the book's coming out on uh, February 17th. So there was one. There it's was definitely gonna come out of comic shops too. I'm sure. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's gonna be released by Boom um, official. Boom so puts out some awesome stuff. Yeah, uh, but but the premise looks awesome. It has like you know, it, it's like this. Yeah, he's co-writing it, right, with Matt Kent. Yeah, and I mean, I you can tell he's like setting this up for some type of movie, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, but there was like a version, like one of the like was like you get like something signed by him like two of them had like signatures from keanu reeves so i'm sure those went right away and there's only like i think like 15 of those or something like that yeah they're that those are all sold out yeah but those are like what two thousand dollars right is that the 24 2500 yeah so there's yeah. 2500 and the one before that i think also came with a um that was a, a thousand uh signature as well yeah wow this cool i'm gonna read this for sure <laughs> yeah it looks interesting I, you know, I mean, awesome. 
it sounds almost kind of similar to um is it, it's not i keep saying the order but it's not the order what's the charlie Theron movie that came out recently oh uh the order is that's it the order on, yeah i think that's the order on um on, on netflix right yeah it seemed like a cool like thing where they could like exist in both worlds so i was like man maybe a a, a crossover in the day <laughs> wow nice. all right that's cool i'll have to check that out the old guard i see i knew it was oh, the old guard, and you know we just watched that did you guys see it it's actually yeah, pretty good it. it's it pretty was good. good yeah it wasn't bad i, I want to like see seven. more seven yeah cool Nice. All right. All right. Moving on. It's a little I, bit into the video gaming world, right? Yeah. We're, so we're this, is, into this is massive. So this week it was announced that Microsoft is buying the parent company that owns Bethesda, a massive video game development studio for $7.5 billion. Uh, and for reference, that is $3.5 billion more than Disney bought Star Wars for. <laughs> Look at, look, look at the gaming look at the gaming catalog from them. It's not I mean so it's huge. I mean we got Skyrim, which is huge. Yeah, but that's Elder Skyrim, Dishonored, Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein, oh. Fallout, Doom. It's crazy. So they, this nobody knows for sure what the um because Bethesda was obviously a multi-platform um, studio. They have exclusives coming out for PlayStation next year, which yeah. Microsoft already said they're gonna honor those exclusives. And they said going forward, they'll determine that kind of stuff on a case by case basis. <laughs> so, Can you imagine if like they don't like have those games available on PlayStation? That, I, I mean, I'm sure that's why they did it. But yeah, no, but they, they Microsoft's lately been very good about like all the platforms like working together. Like they work with Nintendo a lot, and they've actually released a lot of Xbox games on on the Switch. So, I mean, I, I don't see them. Yeah, but what's the marketing fees for that? What's the licensing fees on that? <laughs> Who knows? You know, it's funny because I didn't realize. So I knew like video games was a big business. I didn't realize how big like that was that number big until we we watched that um that high video score. game uh high score yeah high score on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, like there's a lot more money in here than I realized. It's yeah. like billions and billions. Of so who owns? Fortnite, because as soon as I heard this, I was like, epic. "Like these must be the guys who own Fortnite." Who is it? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a company called Epic. Epic. Okay. Yeah. And th they're their own thing, right? Nobody yeah. owns them. I would be willing to bet a thousand dollars. Sony buys them. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would be willing to bet it. <laughs> they're having issues with, uh, from my understanding, with Apple, right? Because they don't want to pay the fees. Who? Sony. No, Epic doesn't want to pay the fees to oh, yeah, Apple on the iPhone. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see. That that's we'll see if that happens. Interesting stuff, though. Good so stuff. More, more video games, though, right? Coming yep. up, yeah. So PS5 and Xbox Series X pre-orders went live, and both were steaming disasters. <laughs> Very few people being able to get consoles. Every website crashed. They didn't have enough. Um, I heard that every single GameStop only got allocated like six systems. Each. Yeah, but the problem with that though was source. the the problem was that all these retailers sold it the night the night before, mm -hmm. so the, they were supposed to go live. Yeah, um, they went live early. They went a, a day beforehand, so everybody wiped everything out a day beforehand. 
So when people like me try to didn't know that they were put this stuff out, you know, uh, a day before went to go buy one, they were already sold out. It is what it is. But who really wants to buy the first few ones anyway? There's so many bugs. Yeah, I'll wait. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's the the so the launch. Like, well, might as well talk about this. So the launch games for the PS5. There's not even that much. There's one game that's exclusive to it. It's called Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the only one that's exclusive that's being released that day. Is that on the? Is that part of the Dark Souls line? Yes. <clears throat> it was the first game before Dark Souls, actually. So this is a complete remaster. Oh, so it's just a prequel remaster. So it's not even a technically new game. No, but it's completely. It's like it's like they completely redid the game. Like this, it, it looks nothing like it's side. Yeah, side. yeah, I'm sure, mm. but it's still the same game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll see what happens with these systems. I mean, more people are gaming on PC lately, so it's easier that way right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, Super Mario Brothers 3D, Super Mario 3D. All-Stars? I picked it up. You did, JJ, right? I picked them up, too. Yeah, I don't play it. My boys play it. Yeah, um, I played all of these games except for Galaxy. Um, and I had a Wii. I don't know why I didn't play Galaxy, but it's just so cool to play them handheld. <laughs> it's tough because my boys are like, hey, Daddy, do this. And I'm like, I've never played this. I, what, <laughs> what am I doing? So, yeah, it's a Which little one annoying. Galaxy. Yeah. So these are all pre-release games? They're just on the Switch now? Is that yep. what it is? So Super Mario 64 from Nintendo 64, Super Mario Sunshine, which was on the GameCube, and Super Mario Galaxy, which was on the Wii. So the big difference about this, though, is Nintendo did a limited release. So this game will only be available both hard copy, little disc, and digitally for six months. After that, they're pulling it out. So you've got six months to buy this game somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, what Nintendo did like a couple days before it was released was they started pulling back copies of the hard copies and telling and basically a lot of orders got canceled because they're trying to push all this stuff to digital. They want people to di- digitally download these things because I guess they don't make enough. They don't make a lot of money when it's uh, on a cartridge. They make so they because they have to pay for the fees and everything to get the cartridges made. But if they sell it digitally, they get 100% of it's the It's BS because the, the cartridges are the same price as the digital game. Yep. So they make but so much more off of digital. They make. I've always said that digital games should be like $10 cheaper than physical. At least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I beat Super Mario Brothers 1 yesterday. <laughs> did you do the warp zones or did you do it real? I did warp zones, yeah. I say I have I have time for that. I think I I beat it in like forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've gone on um, our little news. Yeah, we've uh, we did over 22, 20 minutes on this. Yeah. Sorry. Right. I don't even think we have a, a topic to talk about. Yeah. What's the last right. news? So this is actually the most important news to at least us. So we have been nominated by Best of Long Island. For the podcast category 2021. So a round of applause, gentlemen, for all our hard work. Uh, Thank you to all those who who nominated us. I I mean, we're not going to lie. We nominated ourselves to some degree as well. But uh, (laughs) uh, there were, we know there were people that uh, helped us out there. Wow, my eye looks so weird. But yeah, the voting opens uh, October 1st. 
you can vote once a day for, I believe, 75 days. So we're going to be sharing all that information on um, on how you can vote on Instagram and Facebook and you know all those places. But uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate if you took a little bit of time and jumped on their site and vote. I think it's uh, the site is best of uh, li.com. And that would be extremely appreciated. So we're really excited. Uh, I don't know when the award is officially given, um, but I guess we'll it's find. It's very out. exciting. I yeah. mean, it, so okay. I think there's normally like a banquet and everything and stuff like that. At least there has been in the past. I don't know if there's going to be another one. And listen, you know, there's so many jokes about uh, it's just an honor to be nominated. Yeah. And, you know, listen, honestly, we'd love to win, but like to even be you know considered in something like this is actually really cool. So yeah, we do truly appreciate it. You know, we do put a lot of hard work into this uh, podcast and all the you know content we put out there. So we right. we appreciate a little bit of recognition. Mm-hmm. So uh, and we appreciate that you guys enjoy it. So uh, please, uh, you know, if you get enjoy. a chance, starting October first, uh, you know, just get uh just get out there and vote for your favorite uh, podcast on Long Island, mainly us. Us. <laughs> and if it's not us, I don't think you have to vote until like December. <laughs> all right so on to the main subject gentlemen our favorite rpg so this, love this so this is not a rocket propelled grenade i just recently found out oh no oh yeah rpg launcher stuff yeah yeah so that's what i was familiar with you know i grew up i grew up in the 80s rpgs was a thing arnold schwarzenegger always had one or two lying around <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. This was inspired by number one high score the show because that rpg episode i think was all of our favorites probably out of that and also you mr tc finishing final fantasy yeah right? i guess so it was it was a tough game can you tell you want to talk a little bit about that to kick us off so you know i never really got into any of the final fantasies i think my cousin for like the first playstation had seven which i know you know people say such um amazing things about that's the one the remake just came out this year yeah no i i heard that um but so i never really got into it so it was weird because i wasn't really a big fan of like that stop combat type of fighting so the game like looked amazing at you know back then i think oh this is cool and like you move around and like wait this is how you fight the guy because like you know we grew up playing like side scrolling games where it was like physical like you know hand-to-hand fighting i was like oh this is weird um but i you know i've enjoyed like a lot of the other um games like that and it was like you know, we hadn't played D and D for a while, so that's really well. Like, why I was like, you know what? Let me give this uh, Final Fantasy a thing a try. Because also, because a high score, they meant they kind of showed what the game looked like. I was like, oh, this is actually different yeah. than what I expected. What'd you expect? But, you know, I wasn't sure. I was, I was thinking probably it was going to be something similar to like Pokemon. Well, which it really is, <laughs> or like Zelda. It was like you, you're in an open world, you're on an adventure, and you you yeah. meet enemies in the thing, and you do turn by turn combat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How are the? How'd you find the uh, graphics? Because I know NES graphics are a little. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm. You know, I grew up on those, so it wasn't anything that was. You know, it was kind of what I was expecting. You know, it's, it was about on par. I've seen. So it's funny because on the NES alone, like you see, like I think it's like 16 or 8 bit for like Super Mario One, and th- I think this game was the same thing. It was like yeah, they're all 8 bit on the NES. But then you get to like, you get to. 
like Super Mario Bros. Three, and I was like, "Whoa, this is definitely." I think they like almost knocked it up to like sixteen bit by like that. Yeah, point. by the end of the by the end of that NES's life cycle, they were pushing it. They were putting yeah. chips on the on the actual cartridges because there wasn't enough power in the actual system. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was um, it was definitely hard. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watch I watch like videos on like what on like what you have to with those early games because I was just like. It's just like, oh, the princess was stolen. I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, the guy to the north has a castle. We think she might be there. I was like, the north? I was like, this is a huge open world. What do you mean the north? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there was like some things where, you know, I wasn't watching the videos for it, but for the most part, like I had like a whole. And then like I had like, um, <laughs> like, the other things open up to because when you bought this game too like it came with maps and like there was a lot of stuff involved yeah, stuff I, I, had, I had to have like a map open like you know i was bringing up like which character like i i was cheating for sure like i was like <laughs> which characters were weak to what types of magic and all that crap i was like I don't yeah know. <laughs> we're adults we don't have time for all that stuff yeah i was like i just want to get beat the game i was like so I'm not a little kid anymore spending 16 hours on a game and like yeah. getting two seconds into it i mean i still i mean i put maybe like 11 hours into it though yeah that's good i think i think that game and a lot of the final fantasy games were the most influenced by D, &D which obviously yeah, yeah. they're the original rpg before yeah. videos mm -hmm. so I, I i think any kind of dungeon crawling type of arch rpg game was inspired by D, &D. so yeah. i think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves yeah let's back it up so I guess for anybody who doesn't know like i'm sure there's plenty who do but like let's let's start with what exactly is RPG and what's kind of cool about it? So it's a little, the actual definition I always found was a little weird because it, so the actual definition is a game in which players assume the role of characters and undertake an adventure in a fictional setting, mm -hmm. which at face value sounds like every game ever, essentially. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. RPGs generally since the beginning have the common elements of they're an open world. You know, you do quests, there's a main quest and a side quest. It's very story driven. Yeah. Um, you're fighting enemies, you're in in the open world, and especially like the character um, leveling up and stuff. You level up your character, you customize, you, you learn de skills. You develop, you develop them. Character development, yeah. yeah. So you're learning skills, right. you pick different classes and everything. So right. those are the... Pick up along the way. Yeah. So th those are the most common RPG elements. So a lot of like the subgenres, like action adventures, dungeon crawlers, they all borrow those same elements but you know maybe they'll you know twist them a little bit to make them kind of in a different genre and you you and you also have two different um categories within this so you've got your standard you know regular game where you know you're you're walking along and you you attack and mm -hmm. then you've got your um your i'm going to say your role playing where you you know turn based it's a turn based game where turn -based you attack you yeah. you attack they attack, you attack, they attack. So it's taking turns. So there are two different, you know, distinctive RPG type of games. Yeah. Well said. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's got to be ready to talk it. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say something. Um, all right. So uh, side quit. Yeah. So RPG, where are we at? Like the sub, the, the sub G? Um, I mean, there's a mil there's a million different kinds. So I mean, I think the most common is like action adventure. Okay. So it would be Final Fantasy, but again, Final Fantasy also falls into fantasy RPGs and a little bit into Japanese RPGs because it's it comes from Japan. Um, 
But I think the quintessential action adventure one is Zelda. Right? And, and I think so, we've all played some sort of Zelda game. And at the time, like I didn't even, you know, I didn't know what an RPG was. Like that's probably the first RPG I had ever played. Yeah, it was just like an adventure game. I mean, that's like the one of the earliest games. And I, I, I just swear to God, again, last week, first time I ever beat it. Really? Really? First one, yeah. I never, I never got the whole way through as a kid. And I think I'd probably like, you know, gotten through the first like six um, castles. And then, first of all, I couldn't find like the last two. At one point, there yeah. were certain things like, you know, you didn't know you had yeah, to get Again, like, just like the Final Fantasy game. is like, how am I supposed to know that I need this random raft yeah. to this area? And, like, you know, when you're in those castles and going through stuff, you don't know where all the hidden rooms are. Like, you can beat that castle, you know, get your piece of the Triforce, hmm. and get out of there without getting, like, an essential piece of equipment for later in the game. Hmm. And I think that's what makes these games uh, more fun because yeah, you have to explain it. It's, it's basically you're exploring everything. Yeah. Now, it's it's when you don't know what you're looking for or where to look for it. It's the best feeling when you accidentally find it. And they're like, right. oh, I needed that six hours ago. I yeah. finally got And that's why I think a lot of these games have like, you know, a percentage on them. Like you found, you know, 30% yeah. of the world well, yeah, or whatever. And then you got to go back and feel like, where's yeah. Even though I finished the game. I gotta find the other eighty percent of this. Doing that with Lego Batman. <laughs> I mean, I, I've done it before, but for some reason, it, yeah, my, my save got lost. Oh, you know why? Because it was on the PlayStation that broke. That's why. there you go. <laughs> so Zelda's a little. Zelda's interesting because it's an example of one of those games that's. I, I could definitely consider it RPG, but it's less traditional RPG because you're playing as Link. Link doesn't really level up. Link generally has one sword. You know? No, but he generally. Yeah, but he level he levels up his sword though, so you got yeah, different types of swords. Stuff, but so right. he, I mean, not on the level of like other characters. Not yeah, like exactly. when you're comparing Final Fantasy, like the the player level ups and, yeah. and weapon changes are nowhere near the same thing. Yeah, but there's like he he's like three different types of swords. There's a couple different types of shields. You know, there's there's things that get, and that's why I think it's it's really it's not a turn based game. Yeah, you know, he's got like certain types of magic i mean his magic is basically his sword like shoots a little laser blast out of it <laughs> you know that's that's his type of magic yeah. and you know the the enemies too are all like pretty easy like it's really like just finding stuff. i mean the two hardest enemies in the original zelda game are those freaking stupid knights who you have to stab in the back yeah. and the, there's like blue ghosts i mean outside that the the bosses are are nothing yeah like those guys are the easiest ones to to fit fix especially later in the game like the, the the boss like the last guy you face like it's some pig looking dog and it's just like he goes invisible but like you just keep stabbing your sword throughout the whole thing and you kill him <laughs> and here's <laughs> a game here so, so uh, i'm not sure if did you guys play zelda 2 which turns into a side scroll game that i tried to play that afterwards and it's trash it's trash yeah, yeah it kind of went like, downhill that's the only one i haven't beat actually the only zelda game so you can beat that in like two hours, apparently. Yeah, I just got. I just was bored. Got by it, yeah, it's not. It's not enjoyable. It's not yeah. a fun game. Yeah. So the the most RPG one and my favorite one and my favorite game of all time is the newest one, Breath of the Wild, that came out in 2016 or 2017. So Jim, did you play that? It's yeah. It's it's tough. It's it's the most open. It's a giant open world. There's much more character 
choice involved with like because it's more than just three swords you could have there's like a hundred different weapons and shields and stuff um you could cook food and you know make potions and do that kind of thing so it's very very customizable and it's incredible i love that and i also hate it at the same time because i mean one of my favorite games and this is when i really started realizing that i enjoyed rpgs is when i got the first dragon age game and i think it was origins and i bought this and i tried playing it for like five minutes i was like this is freaking awful and i randomly happened to be working with some guy he was actually a temp and he was like doing like random stuff for us and he i was telling him i was like yeah, like yeah i have this game because apparently he was like he did probably something similar to what we do but for video games huh. and i mean before we were ever doing this and he's like, dude, that game gets so much better. He goes, you have to keep playing it. I was like, really? The problem with a lot of these games is they're like 60 hours long, but they take 10 hours to get going. Yeah. So, well, this one was like three. <laughs> first one. So you the, you brought you brought up a great great point there because you know one of the biggest games that did that was um, Skyrim. I mean, or or even Elder Scrolls, where you know you create your character. Basically, you know, very, very basic. You started your game off in, in a basically a prison. And, it, you know, it's probably a good two, I'm going to say an hour or two before you actually start the game where yeah. credits actually roll. <laughs> and then yeah, I'll just go but, you know, that, that first hour is basically, you know, getting the lay of the land of the controls. So it's basically a tutorial. Yeah of the game but the problem with this is you can't if you want to start up a new game you still have to go through this so even though if you've invested 60 70 hours into this game you're like you know what i want to create a a wizard you know you create yeah, this yeah, character yeah. and you still got to go through this initial hour-long tutorial I, I did it many times as dragon age <laughs> where i was like i i think i got like maybe 20 percent through the game and i was just like hmm it's like I really don't need this warrior because I have two other in my party. It's like I could really use a, a combat a combative wizard though. So like I had to start all from the get. I was like oh, I was so mad. So here's something I'm curious about. So Dragon Age, I assume I, I never actually played it, but may, there's a main quest, right? I'm sure. Yeah. So so you see, that's the thing I like. So I I like to have options. So the the game in the beginning it was really good, but the problem was the control. So it's not turn by turn. It's more like it it kind of is. Is, but it isn't. I don't really know how to explain it. In the, it's in the, open world. Like you just fight enemies in real time, right? You, you fight. It's real time fighting, but it's also like, at least in the first one, it's like you you hit him, but then he hit you. But it wasn't like the same thing. It, it, by the by, the third game, they the one that I actually have like ten percent left. And I'm just I don't want to beat it yet. <laughs> um, but it really. By by the last game, Inquisition, they really improved it, but it's it, it's it's really good. It's just I don't know where I was going. Do you do the side quests or just the main quests? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah. I like to like try to. I want my character to be at its very highest level available before I'm going into that last boss. Yeah, like, I don't power through like the main story just to get because like that's probably very short in hours. But then again, like you might not be able to beat it. Like, so again, for like Dragon Age, for example, like there's like seven or eight dragons or maybe 10 in the entire, like, you know, whatever it's called. Like, I don't even remember what the land's called. We'll call it like 
Thetis or Midgard or something <laughs> like that. But um, there's like eight or ten dragons in that world. And you don't have to kill them all. Like some of them will, will give you stuff that you need, but you could finish the game and not probably kill like more than 50% of them. But of course I'm going to kill all of them because yeah. there's like a throne room where it shows like all the well. skulls, of course. But then you also get – so this is like like how you were saying about Zelda where you get like so many different things. So this is the – so in the beginning of the, the first games, it was like you were just – you were getting items. And then you could like make a couple things. But it was like it, basically everything you got, you picked up. Now by the third game, the second game – they they took a lot of customization out, which I hated, but it was still a good game. Um, now you can like make weapons, you can like make armor, like you can, you're finding materials, like like oh you want dragon bone because you can use this, and it's like it protects against fire, like it's like you know it gets to that degree. That's why I was a little bit frustrated when we were playing D and D the other night, and there was like like I have these like specific like elemental spells, yeah. and it's like does this guy have elemental weaknesses? And like the DM was like. What do you mean? No. No, I was like, was like, certain guys should have elemental weaknesses. Even in Final Fantasy, <laughs> this guy was weak to fire. I have a multi-elemental weapon where I can choose the, the type of damage I want to do. The chromatic orb, right? Wow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I like the customization, but I also want like there to be a guide. Like I don't want it to be like it's so open where like you – you don't know what's going on or where to go. Like the new Zelda was like that. They put you in like literally naked, just wearing shorts, and we're like, okay, go, go, figure it out. <laughs> and there was like no like you have to go here or there. You gotta find. You gotta figure out. There's no tutorials. There's not nothing. You got. You have to figure out that you can, you know, set fire to the grass, and then it creates wind, and then it makes you fly, so you get up to this area. You can't. It doesn't even tell you where to go to get clothes or anything like that. But. I personally I like, like that. I like yeah. that in these games because you're, you know, it's you're developing your character to be the best that you want it to be. But I do like them with the main quests when there's a guy telling you, okay, you, if you want to progress the story, you go here. I don't okay. like having a story for like if I want to just move along. So, so that's I too. Like, like I, I don't mind that, but like I at least want someone to say, is this like, hey, you know. You might want to start a fire. It's like, yeah. all right, so let's at least figure out. Like, I don't want to play for like six hours naked on some island. It's just like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like, that's also not fun to me. Yeah. Like, if so, if there's like, a, like, oh man, it's getting cold. I would, I should probably start a fire. I was like, all right, cool. Like, if he just says that to himself, I was like, all right, cool. So I need to start a fire. <laughs> so, so the other, the other thing that drives me nuts about these, so not nuts, but you know building out your character best you can, but also these games have achievements to them. <laughs> yeah. So making sure you get all the achievements, like it, it's, it's, it's completionists. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, worse nightmare, more like it. Yeah. Probably a little bit of both. Go ahead, JJ. So another realm of all this type of RPG, you know, you've got your action based and everything else is your, online your multiplayer online world multiplayer online mmos so, mmos so i was huge into this world uh, warcraft years ago. Play warcraft? i played i played i played world of warcraft but i was a huge everquest fan uh player i never huge, played everquest huge 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 um i probably played it for eight years straight <laughs> um so, like so in a row, or that's how much time you put into it I, eight years in a row eight years we were playing it 
Um, so, so is it is it like the tr the traditional like fantasy world? Fantasy. Yep. So you know it's all based server based. So this is a world where anybody in the, everybody in the planet can you know log into a server and you play. You know you, you create your avatar, um, you give it a name, and then you build your you know same thing with as an, a traditional RPG. You know you build your armor. You can find armor. Uh, everything is you know story driven to where you get quests and everything else like that. Um, so what quick, I, Jim, what on, on that side, cause I've never played any of those. So on the story driven stuff, is that like, are you playing against like a CPU or are you playing against other players? So NPCs, non-players. Yeah. So you are yeah. playing against our NPCs. So, you know, it, you don't do quests with like, if you, if you do a, if you do a quest and you know, you could do these either by yourself or being a, it mm -hmm. is online, you can get a group together. So if you do them by yourself, usually what happens is, you know, you're on a quest, it tells you to go beat this orc up. You beat the orc up, you know, you wait five minutes, the orc is going to respawn for somebody else. If I've already killed him and it was part of my quest, gotcha. give it a few minutes, it's going to respawn for somebody else. So what happens if somebody like randomly shows up and starts beating on him while you're there? It locks you out. Certain uh, ones lock you out. So... Um, it, it all depends upon what it, you know. So what it's for. So big question here: Have you ever played with Leroy Jenkins? That's uh, that was World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> but I did play. I you know, I liked World of Warcraft. It just got overwhelming with the amount of players. Yeah, um, and it, it just it, it still is. You know, with, with EverQuest, you know, I I played EverQuest two more than I played the first EverQuest. But EverQuest two was just I bought every single expansion pack. I played, I probably played, I played every day, anywhere from five to eight hours a day. There were times where I think me and the DM, uh, my buddy Bruce, we played for 15 hours one day. Like it was, an, you know, addicting, right? it was, it was, I'm glad that I'm not doing it anymore because it is very addicting. And this is another problem that people have when they play these MMOs yeah, is it gets, it's very addicting. That's what Fortnite you, is, right? And you're putting money into this. So, you, you know, I'm spending, you have to pay, you know, a monthly subscription and then you know some you know you can buy gold to buy better equipment and you know so it's it can get very overwhelming yeah but i was I a huge everquest uh everquest fan i've only I, ever played one um mmorpg have you guys ever heard of runescape yep i played so much of that when i was a kid for like six years straight and again spent sunk so much time and you know 10 year old money into it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I couldn't I was, figure out how to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> I, think I bought one. I never got into World of Warcraft. I was like, I don't know how to play this. So I was like, I, how do I play with other people? <laughs> yeah. I was a beta tester uh, before Dungeons Dragons Online came out. Wow, cool. So, yeah, I got to play that like six months before it actually went live. So, we, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to play this. It was kind of hokey because it was a lot of bugs. Uh, but, you know, I played that for probably a good two years after it came out. And it was it was decent, but then again, it just got overloaded with people, and and then it moved to a free service where you know you could play for free. Yeah. And once it once once the game goes to that, it's it's I'm done. Yeah. Did you ever play Star Wars: The Old Republic? I played the Star Wars. Uh, so that was Old Republic, and Galaxy was the other one. Yeah, there's, there's um, a couple. I played Star Wars Galaxy for about three years, in conjunction with playing D and D and EverQuest Two. Uh, Galaxies was great. I loved it when it first came out. Again, I, that I think that turned into like a free game. 
towards the end. And it all just, these free games though, you could pay for like perks or whatever. Yeah, I like, love like for RuneScape, it was free, but they had a members thing where you could pay ten bucks a month and do all this extra quests and whatever. Yeah, I loved Galaxies because you know you can you can customize your ship. You know, it, it was it was great. You had your own droids that you could have following you around and helping you attack lightsabers and everything else. It was it got to be pretty cool to play that. I was very I was a big fan of that. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, what are what are dungeon crawlers? Dungeon crawlers are fun. So it's essentially like it's exactly what it sounds like. Like it takes place predominantly in a dungeon and you're basically just exploring the dungeon and killing enemies and collecting items. So, I would say like a Doom style game is a dungeon crawler. I mean they've they've had them, you know, a Doom style game as a as a dungeon, actually. So I, that's that's considered a dungeon. So it's just like a massive amount of enemies that you're like mulling down. So one of my favorites, I'll give you an example. It's but called do the you really like? Do you upgrade your characters and stuff like? That? You get weapons. I know, it's like you get... yeah, like Dia- Diablo is a big one too. Big dungeon crawler. Yep. And what's um, that about? You play? I, I, I've never played it. Um, I that's huge cool. I love Diablo. I love Diablo. Yeah. So, but Diablo's it, it's kind of a, like a it's a monotonous game where you know you play a character. It's just a hack. It's a hack and slash. So you're just running around, just killing everything all over the place. You'll pick up, you know, health, your, your manta, which is magic, and you'll pick up weapons. You can swap them out. So all it is is just a hack and slash type of game. Yeah, There's really no point, no rhyme or reason to it. It's one of those things where you put on some death metal music and you put this damn game on and don't think about anything else. So one of my favorites is and one of my favorite things like features of some of these. Have you guys heard of the Binding of Isaac? I've heard of it. I don't think I played that. So it's um, so the idea is you play as this little like he kind of looks like a sack boy, but basically his mother or something is locking him in his basement, and his basement is this giant dungeon, and he has to try and escape from the dungeon. It's super. It's super weird, but the cool thing about it is that. You basically do these runs, so it's basically how how far can you get in this run before you die, and what makes it difficult is the dungeons are completely randomly generated every time you play. So a bunch of games are like that, randomly de- generated dungeons, but it makes it so that you could play that thing for two hundred hours and never have the same experience twice. So I was um, so I, my uh, that I think covers kind of my next question. Like, are any of these like? Are any RPGs that considered non-combat? Like, are there non-combat RPGs? Like that well, one sounds yeah, like a lot, I, I think a lot of the Japanese games are. Yeah, because there's a lot of Japanese games. I, I was going to talk about JRPGs later, but there's a lot of the Japanese RPGs that are just just like very very story based. Like they're almost like visual stories. So I remember yeah. I played when it first. I think it first came out on Dreamcast and maybe PlayStation. There was. Did you ever play any of the Shenmue? games no i played like the first two and it was like it, it, it was so and i don't even know if it's an rpg because you don't really there's nothing that you're really building up about the character but it was like so basic like so he had to go get like a job and like he's like he gets a job and he's working like at a factory and he's like li- and so like somebody ki- like totally an RPG. Th- th- there's like 
there's an element where somebody kills his like grandfather or his father or something. So he's like trying to get back at these people, but it was like so monotonous. Like nothing really happens. Like you have to go like, Oh, like you meet this girl for a, a date and like, Oh, you have to get money to like, <laughs> so you're going and you're like doing this like, you know, menial job. And then at the end, there's like this like five second fight. But, but before that, it's like when you're fighting, it's like, you know, pre- like action. I don't even know what they call it, but like when the button pops on the screen, that's what you're hitting it. You, that's when you hit the button but then at the end you actually have like a real fight where you have to like counter and do stuff but that's like really the only time you fight and i think the second one was a little better but i think i fell off after that i think there was a third one it was just like i, I, I think those type of games you could i think they're more considered like adventure type games you know like like yeah, myth no, like mist mist is a huge that could be like an rpg slash adventure game there's no combat but it's mostly puzzles yeah trying to figure it out but that could be somewhat I would consider. A lot of the Zelda games are puzzle-based, too. So that's, yeah. that's totally... Well, even, the, you know, I kind of like... And I don't think it's... It's probably not an RPG either, but, like, the uh, the God of War games, it was... I like those games. There was a lot of... Pu- because even... um, What's the other one where it's, like, you have to kind of, like, figure it out? Like, the Uncharted games. Yeah. Especially in the first one, there were puzzle-based things where you had to, like, move things around. and, and Assassin, mean, like, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. Even yeah. the Batman games. There's stuff, like, there's things in there where you like, figure stuff out. Regular action adventures. Yeah. Because there's yeah. no, like, specific character leveling up and whatever. And Right. And I think there's, like, kind of RPG elements to really every game. So many because- games have, and that's like the one I'm playing right now. I'm playing the you know the Jedi Fallen Order, which is a puzzle slash adventure slash RPG. So I mean, I think everything's got a, uh, at least some kind of RPG element to it. Yeah, totally. And I think like so when I think of like traditional RPG, it's like I think of like how similar is this to kind of like D and D because that's really the first role playing game, and that yeah. was you know, and, uh, and, and even I think, if it's not similar, does it have similar elements? And yeah. I, I, to, to be honest, I think a true RPG type of game is like a D&D where it's it's turn-based. It's got to be turn-based. I always, and that's always, I always considered an RPG game was turn-based. a turn-based game, RPG, you know, where you're taking turns because that's how, an, that's, I mean, basically that's how D&D is. Yeah. Um, if you're figuring out each turn, okay, what am I doing this turn? The problem with that is, though, is like there's that type of combat doesn't appeal to everybody. No, it doesn't. And- and with the type of graphics, and I've grown to like it a little bit more, but I definitely prefer non-turn um, combat. Like, so I think it's called real-time combat as mm. opposed to turn-based combat. So, like with games like that have these huge, amazing graphics, and then you're like, oh man, this is gonna be an epic fight where you know the strategy and everything to like how you fight and like which spells you throw at the sky and how you counter. And this is just like, well, it doesn't matter, you know. This guy's going to hit you with this thing, and you're going to – so it's almost like a hack and slash, but, like, each person gets a turn. <laughs> so the game I'm playing right now, I'm playing um, Dark Souls 3, actually. Uh, most recent one came out a few years ago. Um, I, uh, my father-in-law was really into Dark Souls when it first came out. I don't know if he so beat it. hard. He's like, I couldn't beat it. It was too hard. No, in the tutorial, I died, like, 13 times before I figured out how to beat the tutorial. <laughs> but it's, 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 it, like, makes you want to do it, but – Again, that's totally RPG because you're taking on you're, you pick a class. You could pick like a knight or a warlock or whatever, but it's not turn based. You know, there's enemies scattered, and then with the boss, it's literally just like a real time fight with the boss, and you got to figure out the best way to do it. But it's it's fun, even though it's not turn based. I do like the turn based stuff, though. Yeah, no, I, I I like both. I I probably lean more towards the combat, but they both have appeal to me. 
Yeah. So another one I've been, I've I want, I'll bring it up a little bit because you guys definitely probably aren't into them is JRPGs because they're very interesting to me. So, yes. what's that? Go ahead, tell us about. So, obviously, Japanese RPG. The thing that it doesn't it doesn't just mean that they're made in Japan. A lot of JRPGs, and the perfect example is Persona, the Persona series. Um, they take place like in modern day Tokyo or like Kyoto or something. And they kind of like follow, uh, they follow Japanese tropes and like Japanese daily life. So like Persona, you're playing these Japanese kids in high school who discover that they have magical powers or whatever. And they got to go into some other realm to defeat this thing. But like half the game is you're just like making friends in Tokyo and doing things like going shopping and stuff. This probably actually sounds like Shenmue, so it probably yeah. falls in that it's so popular in like in the United States. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. People love them. And I actually I, I sunk like sixty hours in that game. It was weirdly addicting. But that's a that's a game like you were saying earlier, it took fifteen hours to get anything started. Yeah. You know, before like it actually got going. And that was the same thing with that other game. It was so frustrating. And and I think that was one of the few games where it actually started off pretty exciting, but then the whole middle was like super boring. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, ah, I don't want to like, I don't want to have to like fork. And like, there's time, like, oh, it's nighttime. Like, you have to go home and like you eat and then you go to bed and then you have to like, yeah, you, have to journey, exactly you have to journey back to like where your job is. And like, so, you, so you Persona's interesting because it takes, it takes place in days. Yeah. So at the end of each day, you'd finish your. You have to do your things in the full day, or else you lose the game. And then at night, you go to bed. You wake up the next day. There's literally a calendar on the bottom right. It's you know. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. It's super interesting. interesting though. Yeah. One of my other favorite ones is: Have you guys ever played the South Park games? No, I tried. Oh, yeah. The Stick of Truth was the first one, and then one came out a few years ago. It's called the Fractured Butthole. Yep. They yeah. are. If you're into the show, they are amazing. This is definitely and, the moment where where we we use it for the preview when we're yeah. talking. Fractured butthole. Butthole. No, two separate words. Hole. So they are. And another thing I want to talk about is like, how do you get into RPGs if you're not into them? Because I think they could be a little, you know, um, intimidating, overwhelming. This is the best. This is the best game because it's essentially just a very long episode of the show. <laughs> with turn-based combat. Like, the first one, um, the kids are wizards and stuff, so you have, like, all magical powers. The second one is actually s- totally superhero-themed because they were they did they did it, like, after the whole, you know, Avengers craze. But it's it's hysterical. It's animated exactly like the show, and you play you play a character in the, in the town, but you just go into turn-based battles and, like, doing stuff. It's awesome. And I think it's important, I think it's important for there to be accessible games like that for people. Yeah, because no. a lot of these games are so good, but within an hour they'd overwhelm certain people. I think. I think the problem with like that mentality though is that they know there's so many people out there who are already RPG people. Yeah. That it almost like that comes off as a little boring to them. Yeah. So like are there enough like entry level people that are gonna want to buy that game? So basically the reason you do it with something like that is because you already have a product that you know people like the yeah. South Park. Exactly. Like it's harder to do that with something else. Like I guess like to a certain degree, like like could that Spider-Man game even be considered an RPG? Because kind of. 
there's Dude, like, I think I feel like Grand Theft Auto is considered an RPG at this point. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. Like like the different because that's something that I spent a lot of time. Like so, I played a lot of like I spent like I said side scrolling early on. You know, I played a lot of fighting games. Um, you know, and then and then I got into like a lot of um, like games like that, like where it was. Um, like the Spider-Man type game or like the Batman type games where it's like you have to do stuff along the way, but there is elements where you're like upgrading and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite games, I'm pretty sure it started off on PC, but I played on Dreamcast is this game called Silver. And it was like probably before Dragon Age, the first game I realized was kind of like, an, it was probably the first time I realized what an RPG was. And you know, it starts off this guy, you know, some like there's this massive like, you know, overlord of this world. He's a magical guy and like he's looking for a new wife and he steals this other guy's like wife. And, you know, you have to go off and like get all these magical orbs to be able to defeat him because he's like he has every type of magic. So you have to counteract him. So like it was along the way and you get like there's literally like a monk character. It's like all these different type of characters that you need to help you because but there's no real like you get like different weapons and stuff like that but it was also like you couldn't like upgrade him like severely like you upgrade his weapons but his character didn't really upgrade along the way it was really the items that upgraded him kind of like kind of like zelda to a certain degree mm-hmm. where you weren't like really upgrading him you were upgrading like his his the sword or whatever. Yeah. but i love that game it was like probably i think i played it twice i was like this is so cool and like yeah. i i hadn't really played anything like that afterwards until probably dragon age yeah I also don't always have the head for these kind of games because of how involved a lot of them can be. Yeah, and that's you know the thing I mean? too. Like, so it's like sometimes you just want to play a Super Mario type game where you just yeah. go in and beat it. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when you're putting one of these games on, you're also realizing like it's going to be a time commitment. Like, you're not going to go there and sit down for 30, 40 minutes. Like, you're going to, if you're going to turn this game on and play, like, it's got to be, you know, you have three to like 15 hours, like Jay said, <laughs> available yeah. to play. And and back and back when you know some of these games first came out, they didn't have battery packs inside mm-hmm. these things, so you had to play the damn game or not turn or do not turn off the machine. Yeah, because yeah. uh, weren't the, the save points weren't always there. Yeah, yeah I can't I can't tell you how many times I was like I was almost finished with Zelda and it just wiped the next yeah. time I turned it on. Well, and I, down because with those little devices, we can do capture points on them. Oh, oh I, I was doing that nonstop. <laughs> back on the super nintendo back in the day and i would do a whole 45 minute sequence and die and then go get sent back yeah. i put the game down that would happen to me all the time i mean i must have like smashed like at least seven controllers against the wall throughout my career i mean i think i've only broke i only broke three but there was definitely a lot of cracks <laughs> <in them. laughs> my mom was like what did you do i was like i don't know it just i, I fell on just- she's like you're full of crap <laughs> So one of one of my favorite games that I I just I love so much I played it so many times was Chrono Trigger. Oh my on, god! Back yeah. on the well, NES. I was actually looking on IGN because I was like, I can't even remember all like the different RPGs, and I was scrolling through like the top 100. This is actually listed as number one. Yeah. yeah. And it's a it's a you, you can't find this. It's really tough to find if you can even find it now. And it was um, only on Super Nintendo, right? Super, that was it. And they um, they re-released on like. I have it for the iPad. I have it for the iPad. iPad. Yeah. Um, But this is a game where, you know, you're 
standard RPG. You controlled up to six characters. And what I liked about this game, the multi-character thing is cool. We didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, what I like, what I, what I liked about this game was, you know, your six characters were kind of from different eras in history. So you'll have somebody like in the prehistoric times who use, you know, prehistoric weapons, and then you had, you know, your another character that was kind of a futuristic that had lasers. Yeah. So here we had a game where, you know, it was your standard RPG, one had a sword and everything, but you also had a character in your party that had a gun, you know? So it was a cool mixture of different types of characters set in a game where, you know, you had, you know, you had to finish it. Um, this game, I, I put so many hours into this game. And, uh, when I found out that it was on the iPad, I was like, the first thing I did, I spent the 15 bucks. I was like, I'm buying this game. <laughs> It's not the same, but it put you know. It's such a great game. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when when you say how and you could and you were able to upgrade like all those characters too, oh, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. So the thing I fell in love with with the first Dragon Age game is that not only can is your character like upgradable and you know you can change the armor and weapons for that character, but the whole party. And I love that. And the thing that I hated about the second one was you could only do it to your character. Like the other guys upgraded, but you couldn't change like their weapons or their armor. Like you couldn't change anything about them. And finally, you know, thankfully with the with the third game, they 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 fixed that again. But like, you know, when you have like all these guys in your party, like you want to obviously upgrade. I mean, even with Final Fantasy, like you you controlled the entire party, yeah. which was like awesome. And, and like, that was fun because like I like that, you know you know, you could use, like, different characters. Like, everyone had their own. Like, you had the black magic. You had, like, you know, the wizard. You had, you know, the, the barbarian. And then there was, like, the um, like the, the karate guy, the monk, they called him. He was actually called Black Belt. And I was like, all right, Black Belt. <laughs> and, black it doesn't, belt. It, and it doesn't limit you to one type of character. It spreads it out, which is yeah. – I love those type of games. Yep. Another big one we missed, I think, JJ, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, Yeah. That's a that's like the only like legit Star Wars RPG I think that's come out. Yeah. Did I've you did you play a lot of that? That was before. That was after Galaxies. Yeah, it's super. It's trying to play it now. It kind of holds up, but the graphics don't. I I don't think the graphics really yeah, do. It's very yeah. blocky. Yeah. But it was like back when it came out. It was the it was the the big thing. You know. I think I had the box set of that where I, yeah it came with a book with the art and everything else like that. Who played? Yeah, good twice. stuff. You what? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fifth time you made that joke. <laughs> hey, it's the right. It's the right setting for it. <laughs> I guess. So. All right, um, do we talk about enough games or? Yeah, let's uh, let's do this last one. I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually. Uh, yeah, so I thought it'd be kind of fun since I mean RPG is so wide-reaching and there's so many. There's been so many different games across different themes and IPs and whatever. If you guys could, like design a theme for an rpg that hasn't come out yet that you want to see what would it be and what would you put in it or what would you what would what would your world what would the world be do you have one in mind jj because if not i do <laughs> I, you know i you know i i loved i love the space type rpgs like uh, i was a big you know because i played so many types of dungeon type crawlers and everything else like that um I, I would love to get a space, um, like an MMO type of game again. I, I, I enjoyed sitting out of my desk. Yeah. Uh, no, not to that degree. Cause I, you know, and that's a whole different type of 
other yeah, those types of game. That's kind of like a Rainbow Six where you're kind of setting squads up to go out and do your mm-hmm. thing. You're not really control. You're controlling them to put them at a set point. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do well with those type, but I don't know. Like, I'm a, I'm a big with those Rainbow Six ones. <laughs> I'm not. I can't stand those games. I hate them because it's just those are those are different type of strat. Those are more of like a strategy type of game, but like like an MMO, like a like an RPG where it's space driven, where you can build, you know, a spaceship. You know, that's what I loved about the Star Wars games. You know, you, like the one I'm playing right now, the uh, the Jedi Fallen Order. Like you could build lightsabers, mm-hmm. and you can put different components in it, different colored, that's you know, cool. crystals and stuff like that, where you're able to, you know, really fine tune a character and build everything from, you know, the stuff that you're wearing to the stuff that you're using for your weapons to your to a, a vehicle. I'd love to see that type of stuff. I'm gonna piggyback off of you. I don't think this is could probably be done for another ten years, twenty years until computing power is like a million times faster. Um, but I want a full scale open universe Star Wars RPG game. You're talking Again. Like, um, the uh, Ready Player One level? Yeah. Well, not, not even necessarily like where you go into it, but just something where you know you have a uh, the galaxy with a bunch of planets you can visit, space travel you can do. I don't think We totally forgot about this one game. It's called Eve. Eve? Eve. I don't know if I've heard of that. So Eve Eve is huge. So Eve is an MMO type of game. It is a kind of a it, it is an RPG slash PV. It's a player versus player type of game. It's open. It's 100% open universe, planets, everything else you built. It's it's a huge world. This is one of those games where you see on the news where somebody will, will have a, a ship that they've built for five or six years. Like it was their ship. They put they actually put hard, their own money into building this ship. Like you put your own credits, your own money into it to get credits to build it out. And then some doofus comes along and destroys that ship, and it's gone for good. <laughs> and uh, you can look it up online where there have been people in like Japan who spent a million dollars on their ship, and they'll go to some battle thinking that there's some hot pilot or whatever they're doing, and they lose it in the first five seconds. There's <laughs> been news on this. That's great. But Eve is Eve is that world, Matt. Yeah, I want that set in Star Wars where I could be a, a Jedi. Oh, I, there's huge. I would love that. Oh my god. I have a great one. Go for it. Do it. Master of the Universe themed. <laughs> Why not? So it's it's sword and sorcery, but it's also set in like a futuristic world too. So there's lasers. So, I mean, you have the sword, you have the shield, you have, you know, laser blasters, you know, you have all this advanced technology and then you have it in like this open world. And, you know, you can even lead it up to like maybe, you know, in the first, in a, in a, uh, whatever. Uh, the first version of it, you can have Skeletor, but then you can maybe go off until another like dimension or planet or whatever, and you could get like Kordak, and I think you, you could probably get like three games out of it at least. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, would, I was like, oh my god, I'd love that. Like I, I have never had uh, a Master Universe game. Like there's one on my phone, an app that I downloaded, <laughs> and that was the closest I've ever got to like a legit like He-Man game. There's been no respect for He-Man at all. I think there was something that came out on like PlayStation Two, and you could like only get it in England. Apparently, the Master of the Universe 
like central hub of fans are like strongly based out in like the United Kingdom. Like really? the United Kingdom freaking loves Madison University. But um <clears throat> yeah, I don't even think that game like was available in the US, like on the PlayStation 2 when it came out. <laughs> you know, it, I, was, like, it was very much based on like that next gen cartoon they did too. So I was like eh. I, I think you know having constrictions on a game like keep it open where you can go anywhere you want like if you want to walk forever and just go <laughs> like yeah. i i like that open world concept i well, don't want to that's what's great about the last zelda game if you if you saw somewhere you could go there right any place you see you can get to mm. which right. i love you know and i any type of game where 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 that is built into it. It's a bonus for me. And that's why I like Skyrim so much, you know, because it's an open world and, you know, and here's a, and here's a game. It's a great game. Like you've got your main quest, you've got your side quests, you got horses, you could buy a horse, you could steal a horse and you could just take off running. You know, when it's open that much, I mean, it, it makes it to me, for me, it makes it more enjoyable. But that's me. Very nice. Yeah, good stuff. What are you nodding at, TC? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Something I kind of want. You might appreciate this, JJ. But um, so there's there's this one game. I don't know if we've told you guys about it. It's called Holy Diver. Um, not an RPG. It's a platformer from like the the Japanese NES. Um, but it's based off of Dio, Ronnie James Dio. Jim. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. right at it. Yeah. So. It's basically like set in hell, and all the characters are named after like Ozzy and whatever. Um, this is an old game. That is, it's kind. It's kind of like Castlevania. Yeah, but I feel like, and you, you totally agree with this. In like the rock and metal world, there's so much imagery, like that these bands have. I would love a game like based on all of that. You know, all the big metal bands and stuff. Yeah. Where the characters are based on them. It doesn't even have to necessarily be music based, but just like totally themed around them. I thought I weird stuff like when when those guys get into making games. Like, I mean, all the music related ones. Like, you ever play like Michael Jackson's like Moonwalker, Moonwalker. which I actually really enjoyed. That but then, <laughs> then there was like the Aerosmith game, like Generation X, where it was just like a shooter and like I think yeah. it was like, shooting like laser disc. I was like, and they like just show up like these guys are dumping toxic waste into the water we've got to stop them it was like some like it, it was, i think it was like something about like you know pol world pollution it was like supposed to be some type of like anti like dumping um like propaganda i was like what is this <laughs> some of them are all right like i was you know now i mean this is good this is going to take it in a totally different direction but you know like the guitar hero i love those the games like i was oh my god yeah that was my child. That was my childhood heavily. I was staying up till midnight playing this, and I, you know, at the time I was think I was like forty years old. You know? <laughs> so it was twenty years ago. I didn't realize it came out that long ago. Wow, second time tonight. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. On that note. On that note. All right. Good talk, guys. That was fun. So what we got coming up? More yeah. episodes. More episodes. <laughs> Do we know what do we know we got coming up next, or we're we gonna wait to say? Oh, I feel like we've gotten burned in the past when we mentioned our future stuff. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not. Um, let's not <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of cool stuff planned for the rest of this year. Um, yeah, we gotta make we gotta make the next fifty episodes even better better than the, all the first yeah, we fifty. Got, we definitely think we have some interesting people in the pipeline. Um, 
interesting topics in the pipeline. Again, you know, we're going to be doing more um, video stuff too. Like if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can also, um, I'm sorry, if you're listening to this via podcast, you can also watch um, it on our YouTube channel at, uh, what's the name of the Long Island? It's a Long Island Comic Guys. Long Island, Long Island Comic Guys. Yep. So we they have. Can, uh, yep. They can search for also Don't For The Geeks. Yeah. Awesome. So, so we're gonna be we're gonna be putting up a lot of content. Yep, we're gonna be launching book club again. We haven't decided when yet, but we'll ha- we'll have more information on that soon. And then we might be doing some other stuff, geeking out, box opening stuff like that. I think JJ's filmed like seven of them. I've got I've got they're quite not, a few. They're not up yet, but they're not up yet. <laughs> got them filmed. Um, yeah, and then we might even do like a D and D live, yep. um, or maybe not live, but recorded. And, and I may I'll, just and some of these box openings I may not even be box openings like I just took down something I've had on a shelf forever but it's it's a cool piece that I, yeah. people should see yeah, this. Yeah, I, highlighting you know collectible items that's a good yep. idea. There we go. You know, Toy Story plays all these video games that he tells us about but he never shares any. People want to see it. Toy Story. They want to see what you're doing. What are you up to? What are you so <laughs> secretly uh, doing over there? I don't know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> oh, reading Harry Potter. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know where to find us. If you haven't already, please subscribe everywhere. <laughs> um, if you're not following us, please do that too. Do we have the little thing on the bottom of the screen? Oh, I can oh. probably do that. Do I, is do that I have up? Yeah. It is queued up. Um, the Tom Travers information or something? Yeah. Oh, no, there we go. Follow there us, it is. Uh, at LI Comic Guys and at Don't Feed the Geeks for all your latest information. That is definitely where we will be putting the information on where to vote for us for the Best of LI 2021 podcast. Um, and, you know, if you're so inclined, please, uh, you know, give us a rating. Uh, give us a review. Yes. Uh, we'd appreciate the feedback. Good or bad. I, you know, mm-hmm. we prefer no, good, but if there's something you want us to talk about that we haven't covered, you know, let us yeah. know. It's uh, something we're interested in doing. We're open to, you know, new topics also. Even if something we're not interested in, we should do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's stuff, you know, we had a meeting earlier that JJ and uh, Toy Story brought up, stuff I didn't want to talk about, but we'll probably do it anyway. We're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, thanks again, guys. Um, you know, and um, stay tuned for more. But uh, remember, until next time. Don't be the geeks.